rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and we need about, uh, I don't know, we need more. We need more of the liberal media, and this is it. This is the liberal media. <sighs> I know. I see. Haiku, welcome. Welcome to the chat. Welcome, Lee, in New York City. If you're on, the, on other channels, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster to join the chat room and the the great people in the chat room and the amazing liberal normal people conversation where we plot the the resistance and we pl we plot the takeover well the re the restoration of a functioning democracy is it a restoration no probably it's uh for the first time Let, let's be let's let's take our our constitutionally limited democratic republic from aspirational to functioning that's it is that too much to ask doesn't it seem that way is that too much to ask in my lifetime can i can i see this happen i would love to live in a country that isn't full of crap where the american people i mean this whole democracy thing come on the Republicans are destroyed. I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot believe it. Of course I can believe it. What am I talking about? I, of course I can believe it. But the shamelessness with which they are now attacking democracy and undermining the, the very pillars of democracy, the, for example, the Voting Rights Act, something that we, uh, we had to fight for. How many people fought, bled, and died, and were beaten, fire-hosed, attacked by dogs, right? So we can try, take a step towards a more perfect union. And what do the Republicans do with, with the power that they illegitimately have? That can't be stressed enough. They are illegitimate. And the Democrats better get on board with the messaging and stop with this pining for them, pining for the bipartisan fascist, the, the very ones who are adverse uh, to, to truth and justice and reality, the ones who don't really care if they have the most votes. It's not in their, they don't even care. That's the, in fact, the less votes, the better. If the, the less votes they get and still are able to hold on to power, that just proves them correct. That that makes them feel like, a, you know, like a big man or something. What do they need democracy for? This is why they look up to Putin and believe them. Let, as Maya Angelou, the famous Maya Angelou quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. We That's our job, to believe them the republican fascists they're coming for democracy and they're they're they have been quite successful uh, because of um really the democratic uh, inability to fight fire with fire to fight with the courage of convictions i mean we have we should have the courage of, of our convictions 
since we're on the right side of history and everything else that's decent and uh, de democratic. That's what we're trying to do here. We have so much work to do. So thank you all, really, for hanging out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for caring enough to be here and to fund to help fund the liberal media. Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds, I might say. Okay? Not even... He, he gets to live in a, in, in a semi-civilized country that has health care. <clears throat> What's that like? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I see that. Lee in New York City says, Kevin McCarthy said that Liz Cheney, because she is reasonable about January 6th, is not a Republican. She is a Democrat. Uh, I saw that too, and it reminded me. Actually, I think I might have. Well, all right. We we let me give get the um, the plugs out of the way. We, we don't have any new sponsors, and I apologize for only be, uh, being able to do one show last week. I hope to do more in the coming weeks. I mean, during the week, it's really hit or miss. So become a patron at patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin to get a daily show at a set time. I mean, that's all I can say. We're in this together. We, uh, I will be here as long as you know, there's you, you guys. What's the point of just me screaming into the into my microphone here? I will be here as long as you guys are here, and as long as you keep on funding the the show, so we can keep going and growing. I mean, all right, this is a community effort. We don't have the billionaires. We don't have big money benefactors. So, thank you for all your support. If you can't support the show financially, that's okay. I get it. But share the show with your friends, all of that. Uh, give the show a good review on iTunes. It helps. Help us grow. That's all I can say. Get the word out. Be because what else do we we have? Even the whatever the corporate media, the liberal corporate media is not on our side, 100%. I mean, they are for the big business. Be that's it. They want a kinder, gentler kind of fascism where, oh, okay, we have some scraps. They throw us some scraps here and there, you know, health care for some, living wages for some. Every now and then somebody will break through and they'll point to that person as the example as to how the system functions. You see, it's, look, see, they were able to make it, whatever that is. Why, what's wrong with you? That's what, the, that's what is going on now. <laughs> it's the system. It's not. It's not you. The system sucks, and um, there's so much work to do. And it starts with. It really does start here, in getting the word out and educating other Americans about the truth, the truth, justice, and the American way. This whole thing we're doing. The American experiment is a progressive initiative. Never forget that. And unapologetically remind your um, Republican uncle who thinks that patriotism means he gets to hump a flag. Because that's what they've done. Oh, um, yeah. The other day we went on... The, actually, the last show we went off on Meghan McCain, of course. Um, she's leaving The View. Who cares? Good. One less moron to counteract. That's part of the problem. The most ignorant people, the most um, generic, 
lickspittles, uh, most ignorant slash generic lickspittles, that you could be one or the other. They're the ones that get the, the platforms. They get amplified. And that's a problem. Because people, I know when, I, you know, I don't know everything, but I tried to stay well-informed and I read books. I've read the classics. I've, I try to get as much out of this, this amazing, incredible world. There's so much, I mean, there's just so much to do and so little time, but, um, the the what was I said? What, what's the point of that? the The point is that the what do you think Megan McCain does with her spare time? You think she sits around reading Marcus Aurelius? I doubt it. Does she even know who the hell that is? Oh, she. You know what she does? She sits around tweeting pictures, ugly gifts of flags. That's it, and that's what qualifies as patriotism. And. I'm glad the other day I was listening to actually listening to Tom, Hart, Tom Hartman and I hope maybe maybe this is getting out there. Maybe it's rubbing off on others because he was discussing patriotism, reclaiming patriotism from the Republicans. And I thought, great, because this is what we've been talking about for years now, taking back patriotism they've illegitimate just like they illegitimately stormed the capitol just like they have illegitimate supreme court justices just like they have illegitimate presidents who receive fewer votes they have illegitimately claimed this patriotic mantle when they have zero clue of what it means to be a patriot they're not patriots they are parasites they're um they're albatrosses around our national necks. They're, they're not patriots. They're only patriots. See, they're patriotic. The, the whole American, um, anything that we have as a community, uh, like like I'm saying, they're, they're just, uh, it's like Goldilocks. Government is only as large. Um, it's just right if it affects them, if they perceive a benefit. So, um, but... They're they're tedious. They're not patriots. Being being horrible, being a cruel, disgusting, selfish ignoramus is not patriotism. I'm sorry. Why am I saying I'm sorry? Yes, Lee in New York City. Patriotism is not trashing generals who want to be informed. Exactly. I, the, you see the way that they came out after General Milley, the the um, the the concerted attack, the coordinated attack uh, from uh, to make people not believe their lying eyes. You see, because right out of the gate, I told you I, I get these conservative newsletters just to keep a, an eye on the fascists. Not that whatever, they're all over the place, but it's interesting to see how they twist things. And right from the the before the day was even over, as they saw, General Milley was getting a lot of props for the way he slapped down that sexual predator Matt Getz, and um, the Republicans came out with their propaganda rags, calling General Milley unhinged, 
General Milley goes on unhinged rant. This is what it had said in one of these conservative freak shows. Was that an unhinged rant? If I've seen unhinged, an unhinged rant is when some Fox News mouthpiece lies and says that he read Mein Kampf as we all did in high school. That's an unhinged rant, and on top of it, it's also ignorant. But you see how the Republicans, being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. They never have to apologize. They don't even have to apologize for a goddamn insurrection. So, but this is what we're up against. Being a Republican, they never apologize. They, they don't apologize. They're on a mission to unravel democracy. This is not just rolling back the New Deal. They're rolling back the American Revolution. Okay? For real. Uh, we won't have, we, well, we won't have um, King George, the lineage of King George, but there will be an intergenerational aristocracy that will get all of the, the, the cushy roles in government, just like the, the system the founders rebelled against. That's what they're doing. Let's heed the warnings from history. And the other thing we're, we'll talk about is, um, for example, that governor who's sending National Guard troops to the border funded by a billionaire. Now, I don't know. I'm a little... I know uh, something about the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, but it had uh, a, a heavy dose of private armies funded by their version of billionaires. That's for sure. This is dangerous. You, we, we've, every line we step across... It's the Republicans dragging us across these lines. And what happens? And the, the, the Democrats are on the sidelines going, please be bipartisan. Please, don't you see? We're, we, want your, we want your input. Put your shitty ideas into our, the policies we need to counteract your shitty ideas. That's what always gets me insane, besides everything else. How they... The, the Democrats, we know what we need to do. We know what needs to happen if to, to have a functioning democratic republic. We know what we have to do. But rather than just do those things unapologetically, take the argument to the people without apology and fight for democracy and, and lay it out like that. This is what we're fighting for. We're, we are finally bringing our democracy to fruition for all, for everybody, of all pigments and all genders and everything else in between. So unapologetically, we have to do that. But the Republicans, what do they do? They just unapologetically walk, uh, drag us into fascism, into the system the founders rebelled against. I mean, it's not necessarily fascism, but it, what, what is fascism? It's, it's a 20th century term coined by Mussolini, meaning the merger of corporations and the state. That's what, I mean, you got to tell me that we don't have that. We have corporations and the damn state. Yes, JD says, Megan and Harry are waiting for the call up to rule. Right. And, and I saw this, I was just watching 
something on corporate media and they did this whole five minute piece on Megan and uh, not Megan on Harry and Will unveiling the stature of their mother and the tension between them and who's he's uh, in line third in line for the throne and will they ever blah, blah, blah. who fucking gives a crap who cares really this is a problem what about you know what I'd rather use that time why don't they use that time on the corporate media to discuss the the decline and fall of the American Republic or well, let's just keep it simple let's talk about the the millions of Americans who go bankrupt without health care or uh, not excuse me well there are there are thousands who needlessly die and millions who go bankrupt when they get sick what about that well um being being living in this country is is really taxing in many ways. It sucks because it stresses me out, and then you can't go to a doctor, you know? So you just gotta, whatever, bite the bullet. And where is this? Oh, this, just today. the Another tedious militia group. Does this happen in other countries? Do they have to deal with this crap in other countries? These effing militias? taking up our time, breathing our air, riding our roads, drinking the water that was inspected. You know? Like, get the F out. Let me see. Armed militia group called the Rise of the Moors. It's a heavily armed militia group shut down Massachusetts Highway in bizarre standoff. They better be careful. I think these are these the rise of the Moors refers to people with darker pigment. So you know something's gonna they're, they they will not stand for this. A cadre of armed men from a militia group called Rise of the Moors shut down a highway outside Boston for more than nine hours on Saturday morning. Because this is what you need in your life here, right? You're just trying to get from A to B. You, you Saturday, you, maybe you have to run errands, you're trying to get home, and then you gotta run into a bunch of morons. A bunch of sovereign citizens. Well, get the fuck out. Excuse my language, YouTube. Get out. Sovereign citizens? Really? Um, you're only sovereign when it suits you. See? I'd have more respect for them if they just get the F out. Go. Go into the woods like the Unabomber. Unabomber. <laughs> Trying to make them fancier. Unabomber. Unabomber. Get the hell out. The Unabomber has more integrity than these freaks. Get out. Go to some remote desert island. Go to Liberland. I'm sure they could slice you off a piece. Get the F out. Then you can dig your own wells, drive, yeah, pave your own roads, right? And go inspect your own food, grow your own food, inspect it. Do what you have to do. Be sovereign. Why are you bothering us on a Saturday morning? Right? I'm so sick of them. Heavily armed bunch of morons. This is what we need. More of this. That's what the Republicans think.
So according to, where is this? The Daily Beast. The group says on their website, this is about Rise of the Moors, Moorish Americans dedicated to educating new Moors and influencing our elders. In, a, in YouTube videos of the incident, they claim they were only trying, trying to travel peacefully to their private land to camp and train. What are you training for, a-holes? Where do you live? You see? What we got to put up with in this country? We got insurrectionists over here. We got dumbass and sovereign citizens on the left and the right, everywhere we look, up and down. We can't go out on Saturday morning without encountering one of these morons who shut down the freaking highway for eight hours. Go away. Go away. Did you build that highway? Get out. Get the F out. I mean, why don't we sentence these these pricks to getting the F out? They, this is one of, you know, the Republicans, they always long for the good old days, but that's what they used to do in the good old days, send people into exile. Maybe it would be exile for a period of time. You, that's what we should do. Send these sovereign citizens into exile. Uh, you, where are you going to go? I don't care, but you can't stay here. Get out. I suggest Liberland, Somalia. No government in Somalia holding you back by your bootstraps. Right? I, I don't know. I'm just tired of we have so much to do, and then we have to encounter these morons. Sovereign citizens? Not, no, no, honey. You're not a sovereign citizen. You're a parasite. That's what that is. You want all the benefits of society, but you don't want any of the responsibilities of society. We are, you're going to your training camp on our government roads? Get the F out. I'm sure you stopped somewhere and you got something to eat. And you, when you ate that, whatever the hell you shoved in your gullet, you were pretty confident that you weren't, weren't going to come down with a case of the runs because it was inspected. And because we, that's civilization. There's a certain level of standards. <sighs> Sickening. Let's see. Where, where is it? Uh, they were headed to Rhode Island to train from Rhode Island to Maine. Excuse me. According to Massachusetts State Police, a trooper saw two cars on the side of I-95 about 1.30 a.m. with hazard lights on, attempting to add gas to their tanks. When the officers stopped to assist, they noticed the men were wearing military gear and had a lot of guns. The trooper asked for the driver's licenses and the gun licenses, but the men allegedly refused to provide any and refused to put down their weapons. So oh, that's wonderful, right? This is where we live. The trooper called, I thought Blue Lives Mattered, but whatever. The trooper called for black backup, but some of the men fled in a live stream on the group's YouTube page. A member of the group dressed in camo gear said they were traveling with gas tanks to refuel their cars so they could avoid making unnecessary stops that might alert or alarm the public. What are these people doing? This is part of our problem in general we need to get rid of these people legally and peacefully the long arm the hammer of justice needs to come down on these freaks fine you don't want to be a member of civilization then get out 
You're not a sovereign citizen. You're just annoying. You're just a little tiny, little complaining little brat who never grew up, who thinks he is the center of the universe and wants to go around running around in the woods playing with his weapon, with his penis extender because he doesn't have anything useful to do with his life. There's so much useful, so many useful things you can do with your limited lifespan. You know? How about save the whales? How about do some, how about feed the hungry? Go volunteer somewhere. Volunteer at a, at a shelter. Go volunteer at an animal shelter. There's stuff you can do. Instead of being a douchebag, a moron, a, a, a pariah in civilization, go away. Get help for your manias. This, these are people who need help. And that's how they need to be treated. I, I, and actually, now I'm just remembering this. This was a long time ago. I didn't see it when it first happened. But Joe Biden, during one of the Democratic debates that he was involved in years ago, not this current one, and they asked him about, uh, oh, some guy said, this is my baby. Let me, he was talking about his gun. Let me see if I can find this. Gun baby. Yes, gun lover guy. This was in 2007. Biden reaches out to gun lover guy. When you're in a long shot, okay, blah, 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 blah. In an interview, where is it? Uh... Yes. On Monday, Jared Townsend of Michigan submitted a YouTube video asking the Democratic field of candidates if they would protect his baby, meaning his assault weapon. And in the and and Joe Biden responded with uh, with revision, just being reviled with him by him. And now, I mean, uh, I didn't see this after this addendum that Biden reached out to the gun lover guy. I mean, here, I reach out to gun lover guy. But initially, Biden said, if that's his baby, he's, uh, he needs help. And that's how he responded. If that's your baby, you really need serious help. And that's how we should all respond to people who are amosexual morons, blood-soaked tedious, selfish, little, overgrown toddlers with assault weapons. There should be no reason anybody needs an assault weapon. You don't need one for home protection. What the hell is this, the zombie apocalypse? And if you want to go stroke a gun, stroke an M16 or an AR-15, whatever the heck they are now, join the well-regulated militia, National Guard. Uh, What the hell? Come on, Democrats, get on board. Use, use the unapologetic language of patriotism. Put these people in their place. When, they're, when they use their platforms to spread lies, like the, the Second Amendment was, is, uh, was created so you can rise up against the government, there's nothing more dangerous than thinking that. That's one of the things that these freaks who stormed the Capitol were saying to the cops, apparently. They were saying, we have a Second Amendment on our side. What are you going to do? 
meaning that they were just following the Second Amendment by storming the Capitol. They were in their rights to storm the Capitol and beat people and kill people and, you know, poop their, take a, take a dump and wipe it on the curtains. But that's not true. I'm so tired. I mean, I'm tired of um, the ignorance that's just proliferating across everywhere in this country. Well, and one good thing, I guess, is Meghan McCain is no longer adding to the cacophony. Though we got a lot of work to do. We have so much work to do, really, to counteract it. So where is it? Oh, Jesus, I forgot to press this button. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, let me see. A couple of things I want to talk about. I I want to talk about these... Well, let's just talk about it. These freaking billionaires going to space. To me... And there's other things we can talk about, of course. The voting... The Republicans' attacks on voting. This is a problem. And... We have the fissured hemorrhoids of Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin standing in the way. And also we have the Democrats. Their pathology for uh, bipartisanship is really making me sick. But not only me, it's making us, making the country sick. It's making the democracy sick. Here, I just want to put one thing. Where is it? I had it. I always lose it. Where is it? Biden. Okay, here we go. Like, for example, Joe Biden went to the condo, the site of the the Surfside condo collapse, which is horrific, of course. And in his remarks, this is what gets on my nerves. He's like, Okay, and again, I thank the governor. I thank my colleagues, my Senator Scott and Senator Rubio. I thank Debbie Wasserman Schultz for their total and complete cooperation. There's no disagreement, no bickering. Everyone's on the same team. It's what America is all about. It's about pulling together, leaving no one behind. And that's what made me feel, the one thing that made me feel good about this is the cohesion that exists. There is no Democrat or Republican out there. They're just people wanting to do the right thing for fellow Americans. But in every, in every time a Democrat gets in front of a microphone, as well, especially Biden now, he's trying to unify these pricks. Why don't you give it up? You're not going to unify them. They have no interest in being unified. In order to be unified, you first have to agree on the goal. Where, yes, we want a functioning, constitutionally limited democratic republic that works for more than just the 1%. How's that? They don't agree with on that. They might, on uh, on face, agree, because they. It's you know we've been having we've had to deal with this. They have to give lip service to democracy, but even that is falling out of favor, as you notice. 
They don't even, there's a large contingent of the Republican Party that doesn't even pretend anymore that they are a Democratic Party. Small d Democratic. Well, throughout our history, because right now in Western civilization, in the history of modern, you know, this earth or whatever, what I don't know, not the whole earth, but Western civilization, democracies are now commonly understood as the most, the highest, most, um, whatever, you know, the most natural form of government, though it's waning at this point, thanks to the likes of Twitter and the Republicans, especially. They're in league with the world's dictators, and even the the simple the simpletons in the Republican base, it's disgusting. They actually like Putin more than they like Joe Biden. They all, but they've always been that way. We've always had to deal with authoritarians in general. They're in they're in our human species. They're in they are among us, but you don't give them power because they're not capable of, of carrying out the, their oath. That's what it comes down to. We take an oath to the Constitution. You could be an authoritarian follower. Go for it. But when you take an oath to the Constitution, you got to put that, that crap on the shelf, booby. But the Republicans are incapable of it. They're nefarious. They're they're dirty tricksters. I mean, this is they acknowledge this themselves. That's all they have. That's their their brand now. It's not let's get together and figure out what we can do for the American people. They want to tickle the fissures of disunity. So come on. Just because you they need you now in Florida, you got some some scums. Not the people who are victims of this, though I'm sure there are some dumbasses in everywhere. But I'm talking about the, uh, you know, Rubio and and uh, every all the other cons. There's no disagreement, no bickering. Everybody's on the same. T- and we always have to be reminded. That's what Democrats do. Oh, look at us. We're all together, bipartisan. When do you see the Republicans? Boast about bipartisanship. Never. Only when they're trying to ram some anti-democratic, un-American policy down our throats. Then they'll say, oh, well, we got this bipartisan, 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 bipartisan. You know, they'll do something. They'll say something to try to justify their assault on democracy. They never, even in the January 6th. Commission. Here's here's uh, Kevin McCarthy whining about Liz Cheney. I'm not making any threats about committee assignments, but as you know how Congress works, you get elected by your district, and you get your committees from your conference. I don't know in history where someone would go get their committee assignments from the speaker and expect them to have them from the conference as well. Let me be very clear. I'm not threatening anybody with committee assignments. What I'm saying is, it was shocking to me. Shocking. That if a person is a Republican, they get their committee assignments from the Republican conference. For somebody to accept committee assignments from Speaker Pelosi, that's unprecedented. 
unprecedented. Well, so was an assault on our democratic republic, you prick. You see that? This is what we're up against. It's unprecedented. I, I think she, I think he also said, I think Liz Cheney likes Nancy Pelosi more than she likes us. Because they have to turn this commission into uh, something about Nancy Pelosi. This is what they do. That's how we know how um, anti-American they are, how much they don't really care about coming together bipartisan. If that was the case, would would these freaking uh, less vote getting installed by a less vote getting POTUS illegitimate SCOTUS suckers, would they have undid basically the Voting Rights Act? That's what they did. We we march, we fight, we bleed, we die for a more perfect union. What do the Republicans do? What's their re- response to that? They will unravel it if it takes them 40 years. That's it. They have their eyes on the prize, and their prize is the end of democracy. Okay, it is. The end, we will still have elections, I'm telling you. It, but everything will be gone. You will not have the power. Maybe you will have some local power, just like in the Roman Empire. You can vote for your local magistrates or whatever. But all power and ability to do anything about the circumstances of your life, that will be out of your control. So one of the re- one of the symptoms of this this sick ass broken ass system that's really getting on my nerves in general I, you know what's getting on my nerves is these billionaires going to space and the reason it's all it's getting on my nerves I mean there shouldn't be billionaires that's the bottom line we should have no thing as a billionaire so here. So all day, I am uh, all the corporate media is um, they're crowing about these billionaires going to space, just like they do all the time when when um, there's a story about some kid who can't afford uh, diabetes medicine or, or has leukemia and needs to do a GoFundMe. And um, then the the news jumps in and they do this feel-good story about how everybody got together and had a bake sale for the some kid's leukemia treatment. That should last them about a week. But it's look at us. Pat us on the back for our compassion. The corporate media never does the story the way it should be reported that this is an absolute outrage and disgrace if they did we wouldn't be in this situation we would have universal health care already you see they but corporate media is part of the problem they have interconnecting board of directors and they you know hey they uh, protect their own but um the thing that all day here. Let me. Some. Some. Sometimes you know some of these corporate media mouthpieces. They're not. They're not completely um, abhorrent. 
some good things get through. I I enjoy Chris Hayes. I like Rachel Maddow, except she's gets on my nerves too. The way she says the same thing again. Maybe I do that. I probably do. But I think that whole first half hour of her show could be condensed in 10 minutes because she repeats. It's like, get to the point. I get it. Okay. Um, but who is this? Oh, Ari Velch, uh, Ali Velchi. Yeah, they did a story about uh, all of the the corporate media mouthpieces are really praising and gushing about uh, over billionaires in space. And it makes me want to vomit. You were obscenely wealthy. You spent your money on mansions, yachts, private islands, art collections. You funded expeditions to the farthest corners of the world. Now the status symbol for the world's billionaires is apparently space exploration. Oh, well, Elon Musk it. has SpaceX. Richard Branson has Virgin Galactic. Jeff Bezos has Blue Origin. And this is not necessarily uh, necessarily. A See, there's your masters right there, guys. Those are your overlords. Oh, don't worry. They they're gonna be fine. Anything that happens, it's their world. We just live in it. Don't worry, we could have universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, no homelessness, no poverty. We could have a, a, a planet that isn't on fire. You know what I mean? We could have a country that works for more than just the 1%. But Jeff Bezos... And Elon Elon Musk and all and whoever Branson all of them they they need to go to space. You sons of bitches! They need to go to space. And isn't it fantastic? Isn't it fantastic to watch these billionaires fly into space? Uh, it would be fantastic if they never effing come back. So I this went on, this um, segment on MSNBC went on, but I cut it down. Has blue orange for like ten minutes, and this is not necessarily uh, necessarily a terrible thing. See, SpaceX. You see, he has to uh, remind us. Hey, we got billionaires going to space. This isn't necessarily a terrible thing. Excuse me. No, it's terrible because it points to the fact that we are broken the system is broken it doesn't it's it's disgusting it is it's ghoulish it's it's just vile that we have three effing people well however many handful of billionaires who uh i don't know who have more wealth? I mean, what's what's the what's the latest? They have more wealth than the bottom seventy-five percent put together, or whatever it is. This is unacceptable. There is no need for it. There's no reason for it. This is pure and simple greed and corruption and broken-ass policy. Nobody needs to be a billionaire. I'm sorry, I don't believe in billionaires. That's oh, I'm wearing a shirt. Look, billionaires. It's what's for dinner. Available at the Terrorbuster merch store. <sighs> oh, capitalism. I thought you hated capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> I 
I hate. No, I don't hate. I just hate unregulated capitalism, capitalism, you freaks. Not you guys. You're normal. Has blue origin. And this is not necessarily uh, necessarily a terrible thing. Oh, okay. SpaceX is changing me. the game for low Earth orbit by oh, ferrying wow. astronauts to the International Space Station so that NASA can focus on other things and developing eye-poppingly exciting technology for reusable rockets while doing it. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for telling us that it's not necessarily a bad thing because the billionaires are, are throwing some crumbs. And NASA is doing other things. So it's good. Good things. Give me a break. This is ridiculous. This is abhorrent. Come on. Come on, working people. Are you that goddamn beaten? Not to see? You can't see this? The, the corruption? You can't see the disgusting greed? That's all I see when I see a story like this, billionaires in space. All I see is greed. I see the broken system. That's what I see. I see the people living on the streets. I see worker insecurity, the meaning low wages. I see one-third unable to retire. I see food insecurity. In the United States, food. Ugh. Food insecurity. Isn't that disgusting? And Jeff Bezos going to space and the rest of it. I don't give a crap. These people need, in another time, uh, this is the recipe for the French Revolution. Isn't it? How much longer do we, are we going to take it? See, we, this is the recipe for revolution, but then we, we're too stupid. That's why this show and others like it are, are vital if we're ever going to win. Because you have the, the dumbasses out there. Oh, they, they're all ready for revolution, the dumbasses, but they're fighting for a lie. That's, I mean, it's, you couldn't write this. Better for the oligarchs. They love it. They love to have the morons out there pointing their anger where it does not belong. Oh, yeah, let's get angry at Nancy Pelosi and the broken-ass system. Let's get rid of them legally and peacefully. Let's have, let's get money out of politics. How about that? You don't hear any Trump and Z crying about money, get money out of politics, do you? Because they're dumbasses, useless idiots in the demise of democracy. If they were crying, uh, get money out of politics, they'd have a point. No, but they're crying, stop the steal. They're just morons. I, I never saw a, a whole, I, I mean, really, if for all of the fascism in this country, I never thought there were so many dupes. So many dumbasses. For real. Trump is a dumbass. He's a dumbass. He's a con man. He is a documented con man. Dummies. Not you guys. I'm talking to the Trump Zs. How do you follow a documented con man? You understand he's a liar. 
They think that's funny. I don't know what is wrong with people. But anyway, this is why they've gotten away with the broken-ass system for as long as they have. Because in order to have a revolution, an effective revolution, you need to be unified. So they have divided and conquered us. That's how we have idiots running through the woods in camo, in their friggin' AK, whatever the hell's. We got morons over here. We got sovereign citizens. We got friggin' proud pricks and stupid moron goddamn, uh, I don't know, uh, incels. <laughs> Who else? Well, uh, whatever. The 3%. All of these racist-ass morons just falling for the oldest tricks in the book. Constantly. They fall for it every time. While... What happened? The billionaires are going to space, laughing their asses off. There should be no billionaires, much less billionaires in space. This is a, an affront to everything that is decent. This is vile. It really is. And everybody should be equally offended, but not. And then, so this Ari Velchi, who I, I usually don't hate comes on with this this is not necessarily a bad thing this is you know this is him his agenda now we're being told that okay it's good you see billionaires going to space pay no attention to everything else that's broken in this car that you've got to beg for freaking 15 dollars an hour when it should be double that we got about, oh, that's too much. An extra $300 a week. Oh, you're lounging around in the social safety net hammock, lazy. What are you going to do with all of, the, all of your windfall? Your $300 windfall. Where do you, don't spend it all in one place. What are you going to do? Maybe you could go to space too. Jesus Christ. The way they beat down on the working class and then suckle, just constantly suckle and polish the ass of these billionaires who are a byproduct of corruption and broken ass system. They are not the solution in any way, shape, or form. I'm sorry, Ari Velcher. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, it's, it is a bad thing. It's a dangerous thing. It's bad that billionaires have enough money to go to space. Because that means they have enough money to buy you and everybody else. You... The, uh, what's his name? Kevin McCarthy, Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, all of them. And that's what they do. That's why effing Jeff Bezos has a giant mansion and one of his mansions are, is in D.C. Because he's got to invite his puppets over to tell them what he needs from them, what he needs them to do. You be damned. Me be damned. Everybody human be damned. A working class, be damned. See, they're not afraid of the working class because we're too damn divided. 
thanks to Twitler and his morons, the suckers, the idiots, the dupes, the useless idiots. I mean, they really are part of, they, they're the problem. All right, let's continue with this. And I, re I want to remind you, this piece of, of footage that I have here is three minutes long, but the whole um, segment went on for 10 minutes. I cut, I cut most of it out. Elon Musk has frankly lapped both Branson and Bezos, but they are trying to catch up. Jeff Bezos, who is stepping down as the CEO of Amazon as of this coming Monday, has announced that the first thing he's going to do after that is travel into space himself. Oh, he'll be in space long. He'll be getting to what is technically space, but on a suborbital flight, oh. meaning he's coming back to Earth after about four minutes of weightlessness. Bezos is going up on July 20th, the anniversary of the moon landing. Not to be outdone, Richard oh. Branson has announced that he is also oh, going fabulous. into space on a suborbital flight, and he's getting there first. He Shut the... Oh, my God. You see what we're up against? And he's getting there first. To beat Bezos to space by nine days. And if the idea of billionaires racing each other to the upper reaches of the atmosphere makes you feel a little icky, there is at least one amazing thing happening that might make it... Makes it feel a little icky. You see how they diminish? Oh, I feel, you know what, I just feel a little icky about it. When billionaires buy politicians and corrupt government, billionaires who shouldn't exist... I feel a little icky when one effing man has more money than 50% uh, of the American population. I feel icky about that when billionaires can, uh, can use Earth itself like a, like, like a plaything to discard. Unbelievable. If it's making you feel icky, honey, it's not icky. This is, you should feel icky. This is dangerous. This is disgusting. It's making you feel icky, but here, here's some bullshit PR that Bezos, the sociopath who thinks that working people are lazy, so why should he pay them a fair share of the profit that their labor makes possible? He hates people. He poured all this money, and he's got enough to go to space, even after pouring all that money into those anti-union activities. Oh, who needs a union? You don't need a union, dummies. You don't need democracy in the workplace. The Beg some billionaires. See, Je Jeff Bezos, is he's one of you. And maybe one day you can come up with a bookstore online, and then you... You can be a billionaire in space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A little more palatable. Oh, Jeff yeah. Bezos is bringing three to Earth after about four minutes of weightlessness. It's not palatable. Bezos is going up on July 20th, the anniversary of the moon landing. Not to be outdone, Richard Branson has announced that he is also Vile. going into space on a suborbital flight, and he's getting there first. He plans to beat Bezos to space by space, nine days. And if the idea of billionaires racing each other to the upper reaches of the atmosphere makes you feel a little icky, yeah, I'm a little there is at least it. one amazing thing happening that might make it seem a little amazing. more palatable. Amazing. Jeff Bezos is bringing three people with him, his brother, as an yet unnamed winner of an auction for a seat and someone who arguably deserves the chance more than any other human. Oh, God. Now, 
Let's go back a bit to the very dark. All right. It's a woman. Oh, thank you, my lord. Thank you, my lord, for trickling this opportunity on this woman who should have had it, what, 50 years ago now? Okay, let's flow it through. Oh, it's not a PR stunt, though, right? It's just him being his benevolent self. He's trying to make sure that the, the peasants don't storm um, his castle before he gets to space. Here, peasants, uh, look what I'm doing for you. Aren't I great? Uh, uh, isn't the system wonderful? If you need health care, just go on GoFundMe. Maybe a billionaire will trickle. Trickle, trickle, trickle. Here comes some trickles. Fly fighter jets for the U.S. military tested off the charts on some of the same tests that NASA was putting its male astronauts. Says she applied to NASA's okay. astronaut program four times after they started letting women in, but she says she was turned down. This is the whole, um, how, what is it? It's sort of like what Joe Biden does. Not that we don't need a diverse cabinet, but this is sort of like what, in a way, a lot of Democrats point to the demographics of their of their constituency not constituent of their cabinet as um as the policy as if you know um having a whatever it might be a a native american cabinet member that's your policy in itself it's all the outward uh, bullshit because you don't really have to do anything then this is easy it's like all of the Republicans voting for Juneteenth holiday. It's easy to do. So is actually paying your workers a fair share of the profit your labor makes possible. Could you imagine that world, we, if we lived in that world where workers actually got a fair share of the labor, their, uh, of the profit that their labor makes possible? What a, a, a better civilization we would be living in where people could go on vacation, have some of the creature comforts of life, uh, enjoy their leisure time instead of working their other Uber or DoorDash or whatever the hell it might be. But you know what I mean? That's the point. We shouldn't have to beg billionaires in a functioning democratic republic. If this is how it works, we pay our taxes. Everyone pays their fair share, including the rich. In my world, there sh there will be no billionaires. So you could still be rich, but I mean, a billionaire? Uh uh, no way. You'll have to scrape by on may I don't know five hundred million. I think you'll be able to handle it. But, oh, the humanity, right? But in my world, I mean, that's, that's, that's how we have a functioning democratic republic. People can have a life. I mean, really, it comes down to what is the meaning of life. That's what we're talking about. And being liberal, just being a liberal is understanding what it means to be alive. That, yeah, 
we're in this together, this blip of time together. And we're not uh, here as hosts from which Jeff Bezos can suck profit and discard. That's not the way it's supposed to be. But, okay, let's just continue. For lack of an engineering degree. And since then, she has jumped on every opportunity to try to make it to space, including oh. several years ago when she thought Richard Branson was going to be the billionaire to get her there. But now, the billionaire this week, to get her there. Jeff Bezos announced that Wally Funk is getting a seat on his ship, aptly named the New Shepard, after the first American man to achieve suborbital flight, you. Alan Shepard. So if all goes well, more than 60 years after that Life magazine story kindled the hopes of a young pilot from Oklahoma, one of the first female astronaut hopefuls, they finally get her chance to fly high. Shut the F up. And then later in the day, this went on all day. I was like, what the hell is going on? Isn't there uh, an income disparity and upward immobility we can be talking about? Fire. Fire. New today, a summer space race heats up. Virgin Galactic founder Richard Branson says he'll be on the next test flight, just like this one. That next flight set for July 11th. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos planning his own trip to space in its first crewed spacecraft just nine days later on July 20th. Joining me now, Leland Melvin, a retired NASA astronaut and the author of the book Chasing Space. Leland, awesome to see you. So uh, talk to us. What's behind this new space race? Why the big rush to get there in 2021? This is so Is this just disgusting. a competition between billionaires or something a little bit more? Is this just a Shut up! Is there... This whole segment should be, what the heck? I mean, what am I saying? What the I'm trying to not curse. And it came out F and Eck and hell, and it all got jumbled. But it should be, what? What is this? What is going on with these billionaires? This There shouldn't be billionaires. Why are there billionaires? That's what they should be talking about. Isn't it a disgrace that we all have to watch these effing billionaires race each other to space? while the American people are uh, living in their cars after the pandemic. You know? I mean, it's not, it's not okay. It's absolutely not okay. And we shouldn't be um, celebrating it. Look at them. And she, this woman, I'm not, I don't know who she is, but she really was like, woo! She's filling in, of course, because it's a holiday weekend. Allison, thank you for having me on. You know, it's always been the billionaire boys club, whether it was the, the federal government sending up white males or billionaires, you know, having their own rockets and going up. So, I mean, it's I, I always, granted, you oh, know, okay. uh, so Richard Branson's been okay. working this for a very long time. So is Jeff Bezos. You know, people want to be the first. And, uh, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think what's really exciting Keep is that us, Jeff is going to be going wrong. up with someone who Not I think we have really thing. wanted a woman like this to get her chance to fly in space, oh, you know, thanks. and Wally. So I'm, I'm, we're going to get to that, but I, I really believe that, you know, the future of exploration is going to be civilians going off the planet, whether it's Blue Origin, um, Virgin Galactic, or SpaceX, or or another company that started right, Orbital. So it's, it's likely coming let's get with to the parachutes, end. and, you know, it's, it's a really cool time. And I, I just really feel like, you know, <laughs> Allison, you're going to have to get up there one day soon. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I love when you say like a conventional vehicle. Nothing about this seems conventional to me. It's just mind blowing uh, for someone who is who has never quite left the earth in that fashion. Uh, Virgin Galactic got the green light last week to send customers to space. Speaking oh, of that, boy. Uh, that first trip's likely coming next Maybe year. We Meanwhile, can save uh, Bezos's Blue Orbit and Elon Musk's SpaceX both have that same goal to send anyone to space who wants to go and can foot the bill, of course. Uh, Leland, as someone who's been into space, can you describe what this experience is like for the average rich person? Do they need special training? Is there anything they need to do in advance? And oh, my God. You, you, you know what I mean? For the average rich person, what what is going on? There is such a disconnect between reality and what we're being fed What's going on with the average rich person? Is there some special training that the average rich person must get through to go to space while the rest of us fight over the scraps down here? Been into space. Can you describe what this experience is like for the average rich person? Do they need special training? Is there anything they need to do in advance? And do you think this it's is a real. good idea to be this setting them into this space happened. in the first place? Well, I think, you know, sending people to space is a, is a wonderful thing because when I went to space, I look back at the planet <laughs> I and I got to this space. total shift in the way that I look at humanity. It's called the overview effect of the space, orbital perspective. No one can hear and Republicans whine. They can get this chance to see our planet in this way will change them and maybe they'll come back and want to do better, oh, want to do more things to help there other people. You go. See, when you see the big blue marble, you're like, wow, we're all just little dots and. That's all. That's where we live. We all live on this big blue marble in space. Now I want to get back there and trickle and trickle. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to spring through all of the the American upward immobility and income disparity. I'm just going to trickle everywhere. Why? Why is this real? Why is is this not a parody? Yeah, I, I, I'm, re I'm reading the chat, and uh, where is it? This is the rich, this is rich worship. Stop it, MSNBC, says Paradou. And where is the other one? Oh, yes, I, I missed, somebody said uh, about the anchor, why she's so excited. I don't know, I guess. She's really trying, It's she's filling in. ...to see our planet in this way, will change them and maybe they'll come back and want to do better. Want Can you do believe this? Do you hear that? So the billionaires, when they go to space, they're going to see the, the big blue marble and then they're going to want to, they will change and they will want to do better. And by do better, what does that mean? Does that mean that the Amazon workers will get a fair share of the profits their labor makes possible? Nah. More things to help other people, whether it's oh, in STEM education for kids, about, right? or helping. whether it's helping, you know, us, you know, help fix the climate, you know, with temperatures that have been crazy around, yeah, around the country in the it. last few days. All and right. so, um, but I think it's a good thing for people to it's explore. We, we are all explorers in our DNA. We're wired as explorers. And the more people that can do that, I think the better. So whether it's Virgin, uh, SpaceX or Blue Origin or that next, you know, that next person who wants yeah. to go off, well, the next I think we should do this because it's, it's really important that we get this perspective shift. 
It's amazing, and I love the way you look at it. That it could be better for us to, to explore a little more and then do better back here on Earth. Leland, thanks so much uh, for being with us. Happy holiday weekend to you. No, because there's not you enough. Too, Allison. Thank you. There's, a, there's not enough motivation to do good things on Earth now. The billionaires got to get their asses to space, and maybe they'll have a perspective shift, and then we will finally be trickled upon. Will somebody please trickle? What about the trickle? Did it did did we forget the to trickle? Here's an article that I'm gonna read. Where is it? From where is it? Mm -mm 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 -mm. And from a website called Marxist.com. That's right, Marxist.com. Oliver Brotherton. Earlier this month, in the midst of a pandemic that is one of the worst catastrophes since the Second World War, billionaire tycoons Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, owner of Amazon and his own private sp space flight company Blue Origin, and Richard Branson, owner of Virgin Galactic, announce their intentions to see which of them could be the first to travel into space. The two are also in competition with Elon Musk's SpaceX to become the first company to send paying super-rich customers into space. We certainly won't be sorry to see these parasites leave our planet. Their voyages are only possible thanks to their brutal, brutal, brutal exploitation of thousands of workers in addition to leeching off the public purse. Yeah, let's get into it. Billionaire space odyssey. In recent years, the final frontier has become an increasingly popular destination for private companies with all manner of multi-billionaires from Br Branson to Bezos to Elon Musk pushing to expand their respective aerospace companies. A few weeks ago, Bezos announced his space travel company will be blasting him into orbit. But it seems that Bezos will be beaten to the punch. Okay, let's just get... Not just we, we know all of this. Despite the way these figures are celebrated in the capitalist press, the announcements have been widely seen by ordinary people for what they are. Cynical stunts by disgustingly rich businessmen to boost their self-importance at a time when money and resources are desperately needed elsewhere. Okay. Simply launching Tesla's SpaceX rocket, apparently the cheapest option when it comes to private space flights, costs $28 million. One intrepid bidder paid $20 million for the privilege of joining Bezos on Blue Origin. With 125 million people driven into extreme poverty within the last year, throwing tens of billions of dollars into these vanity projects is not simply insensitive, it is a crime against the working class and poor of our planet. Anybody? Anybody? That's what it is. So that's, that's the frame that MSNBC should be exploring this story through. That's the lens. Not... This is a nest. You, you see all those, just those two segments when there were 
going on and uh, stroking billionaires' egos. How many times throughout those segments did they say, this is a good thing, this, is a, this isn't bad, this is not necessarily bad, and if that makes you uh, feel icky, it's not a bad thing. Well, thank you, thank you for, for uh, belaying my fears. Because I really thought that we were living in the least upwardly mobile country of all our Western democracies. And now I'm looking at billionaires in space as a good thing because they took one person and they fulfilled her dreams. Not, you know, notwithstanding the millions of Americans who live on the other side of Reaganomics. <sighs> The middle class below 50% of the population now in the United States. I mean, that should be the story. And it, and they should be discussing how, how vile it is that in the middle of everything that's happening on this planet, there we have some greedy sociopaths who are going to space. On, the, on, our, on everything that we... There are, they're going to space on our backs. There goes the damn camera again. It's okay. It's, like I said, I look better blurry. So When I'm blurry, I don't need Botox. Oh, yeah. Hi. That's close up. Too close. Get back. That's better. I look very shiny. Oh, well. Too late. Too late to do anything about it. All right. Uh, let's see. Like I said, well, like the article says, uh, 125 million people driven into extreme poverty just this last year. Within days of Bezos' announcement, a petition was launched on change.org humorlessly, humor, I can't talk, humorously addressed to the proletariat entitled, Do Not Allow Jeff Bezos to Return to Earth, which at the time of the writing had already gathered 140,000 signatures. Let's see how many are, have signed it. I will sign it myself. Oh, it's now it's up to uh, 146,331. Let me just show you this. Look at him. Ew. Look at that face. Do you see this? Disgusting. This part, one one effing sociopath. That guy, him. Cuz he made it made a bookstore online. Oh, good for him. Even though, I mean, he didn't invent the internet. He didn't create, he didn't write the books. He didn't get in the car and drive them to all of the customers in two days. He didn't do that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do it alone. This is unbelievable. People need to, the American working class, the working class in general, they need, we all need to, to understand our place in the world, we're, in, we're the ones who make the world go round. Our worth. It's not Jeff Bezos. 
because Amazon, whatever, it's will still function without Jeff Bezos. It's time for the American working class, you know, to get a fair share. Unreal, right? All right, so billionaires should not exist in, on Earth or in space, the petition reads, but they sh- but they sh- but should they decide the latter, they should stay there. Despite its humorous tone, the petition captured the anger of many ordinary people, which was also captured in the comment section, like this comment, Bezos is a parasite. I cannot imagine a more despicable person. I also feel like having all of the outer space to himself would be his dream come true. Aren't there loads of alien species he could subjugate now that he's done doing it to us? Another writes that this one-way voyage idea should be expanded to the entire 1%. If they can send one billionaire to Mars, why can't they send them all there? Still others expressed solidarity with the Bezos's exploited employees. Stay in space or treat your workers with dignity. In the words of another signer, who wrote, he literally has the power and ability to end so much suffering in the world at any moment, he just chooses not to. If he's going to spend that money on trying to get to space instead, then fine, let him go, and then let him stay there. Earth will be better for his absence. Indeed, these moguls have sufficient wealth and resources at their disposal to solve many of the world's problems overnight. Between them, Bezos, Musk, and Branson boast a personal wealth of $362 billion. Their companies have combined assets worth, a, worth around $500 billion. What could be paid for with approximately $860 billion? It could end world hunger almost <laughs> three times over. It could provide universal primary and secondary education to all children of the world (laughs) for five years. This is according to research by the UN. It could also cover three years of the necessary investment required to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by the levels recommended in the Paris Climate Accords. It could also vaccinate the whole world against COVID-19. And that would be just a drop in the ocean, meaning uh, just a trifling $66 billion. Wealth enough exists to resolve the most serious challenges facing humanity, but it is in the grip of profiteers, private profiteers, who would rather fritter away in space than on uh, for them and their ultra-rich pals. So how are these billionaires able to afford such vanity projects? First and foremost, this immense wealth comes from the sweat and blood of thousands of exploited workers, toiling in intolerable intoler- conditions. Amazon is infamous for its dire treatment of workers and union-busting practices. Every minute of workers' time is subjected to scrutiny. 
in Amazon's 400,000 square foot warehouses. Workers report being made to work 14 hour shifts with not even a bathroom break. Injury rates at some Amazon facilities are three times the national average for warehouse workers in the United States. There are days I say I'm just at the mercy of God, said one Amazon worker interviewed by The Guardian. Yet during the pandemic, Amazon's profits doubled while the company was investigated by courts in the U.S. for putting workers at quote-unquote needless risk by refusing to take safety measures, and illegally firing anyone during daring to advocate for better treatment. Meanwhile, Tesla's factories have been called modern-day industrial sweatshops by ex-employees. They describe workers at the Fremont plant in California throwing up from dehydration, working eight or ten days straight without a break, and suffering grievous injuries on the job, including one unfortunate man whose leg was run over and crushed on a production line. One ex-Fremont worker, Richard Ortiz, was fired after trying to unionize the plant. That goes to show you how much unions are needed. And when the Chinese outlet Pingwest reported on stories at Tesla's Giga Shanghai plant, the company filed a lawsuit to hush it up. Added to the wealth squeezed from their workers, these companies also wouldn't have lasted a day without generous state support. Certainly their efforts to enter space tourism, the space tourism market, would have been completely grounded without this support. Between the year 2000 and 2019, private aerospace companies in the U.S. received $7.2 billion in government subsidies, 93% 93% of which was for profits that focus on, la- on launching rockets. Earlier this year, the U.S. government gave a multi-billion dollar contract to Elon Musk, his com- the SpaceX company, to take two U.S. astronauts to the moon. Having lavished billions on SpaceX as a private sector alternative to, piggyback- to piggybacking on Russian rockets, Following protests from Jeff Bezos, the government passed the U.S. Innovation and Competitiveness Act, which includes a $10 billion bailout that would likely go straight into Bezos' pockets. You see, they have no problem taking government subsidy. They all suck on the government teeth. That's how it goes. They pay, we pay, and they ride us all to the bank. And they... Forget the trickle. There, if only. Hasn't trickled yet. Jeff Bezos doesn't pay uh, any taxes. In fact, gets subsidies. (sighs) Similarly, in its first 10 years of operation, SpaceX received half of its total funding from the government. These are only the amounts directly handed over to these billionaires. They are also able to call upon technologies and experts who have been freed up for them thanks to the winding down of the U.S. space program, which was funded to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars in tax money. Right? Exactly. Guys, this is Tara Devlin. If you're listening on Progressive Voices, thank you so much. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing and remember we will win we 
are on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy, and we need more unapologetic liberal talk to keep going to fight fascism. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you very soon. I guess I had some more time to talk there. I don't know. I was afraid I was going to get cut off. All right. Let's see. Where else? Where else? Where, where, where. While taking all they can from the public purse, they do everything in their power to hold on to the last cent of their ill-gotten gain. Far from being great innovators, these billionaires are simply using state money to market innovations developed by public research and investment. That's not how it goes. Everybody stands on the shoulders of people who came before them, but they all use government-funded and researched and developed innovations to... Uh, I mean, that's what Jeff Bezos did with the Internet. Using the Internet, there wouldn't be... He didn't create the Internet. He didn't build that. Every one of these supposedly self-made billionaires has grown fat on government subsidies while the working class foots the bill in austerity, taxes, and wage cuts. In 27 and 2011, Jeff Bezos paid no income tax whatsoever. And between 2014 and 2018, he paid just 390 excuse me, $973 million in tax while his overall wealth grew by $100 billion. In the same period, Elon Musk's wealth grew by just under $14 billion, yet he paid only $455 million in taxes. While showering aerospace billionaires with subsidies and handouts, the Biden administration was quick to respond to the leaked IRS report by stating they will track down and prosecute the whistleblowers. In the words of one Republican senator, this tax information represents an incredible danger to private citizens and the credibility of the federal government if it is used for political purposes. Yes, you don't want to get the plebs too uppity. You don't want to get them upset. Just, they... Throw some um, red meat at them to keep them distracted. Throw some lies, red meat. Maybe, I don't know, throw a bone here and there if you're a Democrat. Yeah, stuff like extending unemployment insurance a couple of more weeks. That's what they do. They're never fixing or addressing the fundamental problems in the system. You know why they don't? Because the American people are divided. It, it will never happen. We don't have to be completely unified. We just need a majority of working class normal people. And there are we are in the majority. The normal people are in the majority. But we need the working class, the normal people, working class, not, not the morons, not the proud pricks, not the incels, not the 3% incels or whatever the hell they are. Not them. They're the lost cause. But those who are 
capable of being reached, but that, who, who understand that we're in this together. We have more in common as working human beings than we will ever have with the likes of Jeff Bezos. And billionaires are dangerous to democracy. They, they're, it's, an, it's anathema. You cannot have billionaires and a functioning democratic republic. That's just the bottom line. To wrap up this article from Marxism.com, Oliver Brotherton, he writes in, in uh, closing, the disgusting behavior like Oh, wait. Well, to talk about the IRS, he said, the only danger such information poses is to the corrupt and exploitative system, which continues to promote the profits of billionaires over the well-being of the masses. The disgusting behavior of billionaires like Branson, Musk, and Bezos, who flaunt their stupendous wealth before the hundreds of millions of eyes of the world's poor, will only add petrol to the fire of the burning hatred that millions feel towards this system, which allows such obscenity. Tempting as it is to consider even leaving these billionaires in space ultimately wouldn't get to the root of the problem only by expropriating their wealth and using it to meet society's needs. Can we stop the exploitative and wasteful vanity projects of these capitalists and put these much-needed resources to better use for all mankind. Hear, hear. Oh, you're a cap, you're a Marxist. No. <laughs> I don't care. No, I'm a, I'm a normal person. That's all. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chats. Thank you for your super chats tonight. Thank you, JD. JD says 4-0 England. I, I guess that means something. I don't know what that means. Is there a game going on? And Richard W., thank you, Richard. Richard writes, another great show, Tara. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, enc- your your encouragement. And Errol Thomas says, Republic clowns need to be under real psychiatric care. That's for sure. Hell yeah. Hell to the Yeah. What was the other thing? I'm running out of time. That's why I'm looking. What should we talk about? I didn't mean to go on so so long about the billionaires. It just gets away. It has a life of its own. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. That's why I need a daily show at a set time. Guys, 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 guys. You got to help the show grow keep going and growing i know you do but if we want a daily show why is what the hell i hate that um i just got signed out of the new york times even though i hate when that happens you know what i mean this anyway all right the one thing that here the thing that really concerned me well, here's one thing. Uh, Pentagon and National Guard are silent on whether troops are for hire after the GOP billionaire funds border mission. 
All right. We're in, this is another example of how much trouble we are in as if we want to have a functioning democracy. We're done. This is another example. I mean, there's so many examples when you look throughout history of how a republic dies or whatever, a democratic republic, how a government of, by, and for their people dies. Because this thing, this grand experiment in liberal democracy is really an aberration in Western civilization. So there's a, lot, a hell of a lot more time uh, we spent in civilization, in Western civilization, being ruled by autocrats. And the when you study the decline of the Roman Republic, part of that decline had to do with income disparity, the economic, the wealth gap, how all the gain, the, the common person fighting for... Um, for their piece of the pie, so to speak, and being uh, screwed over by the rich constantly. And that's what happened. And the rich got richer until they were, they themselves were funding private armies that were loyal not to the Republic, even though they took oaths to the Republic, the Senate and people of Rome, they took, but they were, loyal to their general or their benefactors and it and there's so many examples in the history of Rome how the just the corruption and greed continued the the abuse of uh, and how um you know how people bought and paid for their their chance to be on the throne and but for in order to, and part of the destruction of the Roman Republic came with a private army. So to have a billionaire come in and fund the National Guard, and not, you know, you guys know I was in the National Guard. This is an abomination. This is an offense. You get an, an order from your governor i mean when you take an oath when you take the oath of enlistment you're the national guard takes a different oath you're taking an oath to the state and you're taking an oath to the governor and but it also includes the constitution of the united states so who the hell took an oath to uh to be the private goon squad of billionaires who want to um they want to make a point sending people to the border this is just a show this is a a scam so yet again just like twitler did that's what he did with with uh when he sent people to the border remember that oh my god when we were young how they use people like uh like toys so a wealthy Republican mega donor gave South, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem one million to cover the estimated cost of deploying the National Guard to the U.S.-Mexico border. And both the National Guard Bureau and Defense Department are staying silent. This is from military.com are staying silent as to whether this sets a precedent that the military units are for rent. We have no additional information to make 
to comment on Governor Nome's decision, says Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. Unreal. He told reporters Friday when asked by Military.com whether a billionaire funding a military mission suggests that the National Guard is for hire. Of course that's what it suggests. That's what he's doing. And it's not for the common defense. What the hell is it for? It's for um, PR. It's it's to make to make a bullshit story. That's it. The Republicans are all about the border. It's also it's to tickle those racist funny bones because the the whole thing is that it all goes down to racism. The bottom line is all of the Republican dirty tricks all go down to tickling those racist funny bones. And it includes this, because they're spreading this racist baloney about um, the the great replacement theory. They're saying that Democrats, the border is open. It's it's porous. All of the brown people are pouring through the border, and they are here to vote. You see, they're going to replace the the white morons who are ODing on Trump Network vitamins. They're they need. You know what I mean? I mean, please. The National Guard Bureau did not respond. Okay, Willis here. Uh, Willis and Reba Johnson's foundation. Helmed by billionaire Willis Johnson, who lives in Tennessee, made a $1 million donation directly to the state, according to multiple South Dakota State House members and senators interviewed by Military.com. Willis regularly makes large contributions to Republicans, including 200000 to the Trump Victory Political Action Committee. Johnson declined to be interviewed, blah, blah, blah. A wealthy partisan actor financing a military mission has raised questions over po- potential ethics concerns. <laughs> ethics! Republicans, ethics, what? Um, eighth South Dakota state legislators interviewed by military.com said the deployment could easily be funded by other streams of state money. Tony Randolph, a Republican who chairs the state's Military and Veterans Affairs Committee, told Military.com that he applauds Nome's move to deploy troops to the border, but he expressed concern. There's a lot of unanswered questions. I don't know why there's a struggle to cover the resources. It looks weird. Jesus Christ. Gnome's office pointed to two state laws that staff say make the donation legal. I've read the statutes. It's very vague. It's a huge concern of mine. It's sketchy. I think we're treading pretty loose here. Democratic House member Linda Duba, who serves on the South Dakota Appropriations Committee, told Military.com, you can give land to the state, you can give money, and you're usually doing it for philanthropy, but this is a military mission. Roughly 50 guardsmen from the states, pawns, toys, toy soldiers, according to a South Dakota National Guard spokesman, will be sent to the border. 
However, the mission is in its early planning stages. I would be appalled and really, uh, I would probably be violently angry if I was on that mission, frankly. Yeah. It would uh, piss me off a lot. I would not, I don't know. I mean, you have to follow orders, but I would, I don't know what I would do. It would be very difficult. Can't call in sick, really. But this is just another example, another sign of the decline of the American Republic. Now we have billionaires funding private armies. Forget the... Why don't they fund the one of those dumbass militia groups? Send them. You, But they're sending the National Guard. That's our... That's our soldiers. That's supposed to be people who are fighting for, you know, mom and apple pie. <sighs> We're in big-ass trouble, guys. Uh, let me see what's going on in the chat. You guys are... Let's see, let's see. Should I do more shows this week? What do you think? I don't know. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about, besides everything else that sucks, is... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. This is from the nation bigots have finally accomplished their goal of gutting the voting rights act this is how much trouble we're in while this is going on you know billionaires going to space the republicans have accomplished their goal ultimately of destroying the of rolling back our progress and ultimately their go they will not stop they're not going to be um, talked out of their, their their ultimate goal of destroying democracy. I don't care how many times you say, look, there's no red states or blue states. There's only the United States, guys. Right? Right? See, look, look, we're, we're, here I am helping in this terrible disaster. I've come and I've declared the area a federal disaster area so you can get the federal aid that is so needed here. But, and see, look, look, it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's all of us. It's Americans together until when? Until Ron DeSantis turns around and spreads the big lie again. Calls Joe Biden the illegitimate, what, I mean, I don't know if he called him that, but this is the underlying message of all of the Republican fascists who spread the big lie, who base laws on the big lie. And now, you know, how many, this is what makes me so angry. It's... It, it, it doesn't matter how many times, how much progress we make. We're never safe. They're always snapping at the he our heels. You can never rest. And look what happens. Bigots have finally accomplished their goal of gutting the Voting Rights Act. It's, in it's incredible. 
this was a non-controversial thing that was passed unanimously again and again and again when even the Republicans would tell, oh, look, we're all um, not racists here. And it was a given. The, the Why is it, first of all, why would it need to be renewed? That in itself says, well, why do you renew something? You have to renew your uh, allowing certain people of darker pigment better access to the voting polls. Scums. Eli Mustel writes, conservatives have effectively accomplished their long-term goal of blotting the 15th Amendment out of the Constitution with a bottle of whiteout. This has been the conservative project. Whether those conservatives have called themselves Democrats or Republicans depends on the era. Since the 15th Amendment was ratified in 1870, the 15th Amendment, of course, prohibits both state and federal governments from denying the right to vote on the basis of race. Conservatives were shockingly effective at reading this amendment out of the Constitution for the first 100 years after its ratification. The amendment was so bad at stopping conservative racism that we needed a whole different rule, the 24th Amendment, which was ratified in 1964 to outlaw the poll tax, which had become a favored way for white people to deny minority voting rights. Finally, in 1965, Congress passed and Lyndon Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act. This was the first real attempt to make it illegal what the 15th Amendment had technically already made unconstitutional. Section 2 of the Act prohibited states from enacting voting procedures that discriminated on the basis of race or color. And in 1982, Section 2 was amended to include the the totality of the circumstances, quote-unquote, meaning that courts should look at the impact on minority voters, not just the plain text of the law, when determining if any individual voting restriction was in violation of the act. The Voting Rights Act is the fifteenth is to the fifteenth amendment what the Volstead Act was to the eighteenth amendment's prohibition on alcohol. It gave form and function to the constitutional thought bubble. That's because a constitutional amendment without a piece of legislation to enforce it or a way to sue the government if violated is less like a law, quote-unquote, and more like a, quote, suggestion. While state governments have already proven that they can erect an entire system of political apartheid despite the the existence of the 15th Amendment, but they've had a much more difficult time getting around the Voting Rights Act. And boy, have they tried. But they've never fully succeeded until now. In a Supreme Court case titled Bronovich versus Democratic National Committee, Justice Samuel Alito, who was appointed by a less vote-getting grifter, uh, Bush, Bush Jr., who was also uh, who received fewer votes and was appointed by the Supreme Court, um, 
Samuel Alito told conservatives how to defeat the Voting Rights Act once and for all. White supremacists don't have to storm the Capitol or hoard political power anymore. They just have to follow Alito's instructions. The issue in the case was pretty straightforward as these things go. Arizona had enacted two voting restrictions, one outlawed ballot harvesting, quote-unquote, which is a scary Republican label for, say, an older person giving their mail-in ballot to someone else to walk it to the drop-off location, you know, being a good neighbor. Hi, Mrs. Jones. Can I, uh, you want me to take your ballot to the drop-off box? You got it. Thank you. Thank you, Missy. The other allowed the state to discard votes accidentally submitted to the wrong polling place. Can you believe this shit? Anything to throw your freaking vote out. Both of these laws have had the effect of suppressing minority voter participation. That's not conjecture. Uh, I'm making it based on my apparent black superpower of understanding. Well, I guess this person is black. I'm I'm reading from someone's article of what white people are trying to do. It's an empirical fact. One we know from the data we have from the Arizona elections, and that was acknowledged by the Arizona defenders of the law and the Supreme Court itself. These laws disproportionately affected voters of color, period. And that, and this is what the whole, um, the reason why it was initially uh, overturned. Because it was, and, and the judge who, who wrote the decision said that it was so blatantly aimed at suppressing the vote of people with darker pigment. But the 6-3 conservative majority on the Supreme Court said that racial bigotry inherent in these laws is just fine because they concluded it's not that much bigotry. It's just right, you see. I'm a sovereign citizen, but I love my paved roads. I love my, my when I turn on the tap and I make my coffee, that I don't have parasites. I don't have to boil the water. There's no parasites. That You know that when they do studies on you know, middle age, not middle age, I'm talking about the middle ages, not just middle age, not like me, middle age, you know, middle uh, people who lived in the middle ages, where they do DNA study, whatever they do. I don't know what they do. They study people who lived then. They study their, if they find their bones, they study their bones. And they figured out that basically everybody in the middle ages had some kinds of, parasites because they didn't have the the standards there wasn't there wasn't running water i mean which is baffling frankly especially since the romans had running water and then you know what a different world we'd be living in if constantine didn't convert to christianity but anyway Alito noted that 1% of Hispanic, African-American, and Native American voters cast votes in the wrong precinct, votes that could now be completely discarded, (laughs) while 0.5% of white voters did. Alito says that this disparity is too small to matter for the voting rights act. You see, it also affects uh, people of lighter pigment. Yeah, right. This feels like a good time to mention that Joe Biden beat Donald Trump by just 
0.3 percentage points in Arizona. But hey, what's a half a point of racism between friends in an allegedly representative democracy, right? Alito called this and other instances of voter suppression a mere inconvenience. Can you believe him? These these lords. You understand that they don't like democracy. These are not um, patriots. They're not a, they're not patriots. They don't they're not operating with the higher purpose. They're operating to make the rich richer, and we got the receipts to prove it. Then that's it. And to disenfranchise uh, true democracy. When democracy truly breaks out, that's when you see all this, these Republican dirty tricks come flying out all over the country. Like bats out of the goddamn belfry. Because they don't like democracy. They, they can only handle it when they vote. That's it. When rich white people, and they'll allow, you know, the white majority, as long as they, they engage in uh, domestic terrorism to keep the others down. This is what we're dealing with. We have to endure. Everything that the Republicans touch turns to crap. You understand? Everything that they touch, we all have to pay for. With our, with our blood, constantly. It's a slap in the face to everyone who ever put their ass on the line. Talk about John Lewis getting beaten on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. These freaking filthy fascists, you know. You know what they'll do next uh, MLK Day or whatever it might be, or Juneteenth. They're going to tweet platitudes and memes about how much uh, whatever democracy blah 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 but in reality it's all to pull the wool over your eyes tie tie a yellow ribbon around your eyes elena kagan joined by stephen breyer and sonia sotomayor blasted alito framing in a dissent that is already more well-known than Alito's majority opinion, and it's worth reading in full, but this part is stellar. And she writes, And what is a mere inconvenience, or a usual burden, anyway? Consider a law banning the handing out of water to voters. No more than, or not even, an inconvenience when the lines are short, but what if they are, as in some neighborhoods, hours long? The point here is that judges lack an objective way to decide which voting obstacles are mere and which are not for all voters at all times. Kagan mentioned water was a clear reference to the current eruption of voter suppression laws enacted by Republicans. She was absolutely right to go there because Alito's awful logic will not stay in Arizona. Instead, it will give voter suppression efforts those already happening and those yet to come, a clear, safe harbor to smuggle in all their bigotry. So, oh, 
God. Alito's pathway will be adopted by other white courts and lawmakers eager to disenfranchise black voters. The current Department of Justice lawsuit against Georgia will be an early example. I expect courts will soon be quoting Alito, not Kagan, as they issue decisions denying black folks water while they wait to cast ballots. I mean, dehydration is just a minor inconvenience after all. So is humanity. Right? Just being a decent human being. You thirsty, brother? You thirsty, sister? Can I get you a water? That's too much humanity for the American fascist insurrectionist traitors who receive fewer votes, who don't have a mandate to do this. They do this in, in opposition to the will of the people. And they don't care. The majority of people want the the American people to vote. They want the Voting Rights Act. We fought, bled, and died for this. People died for the Voting Rights Act. Goodman, Shermer, am I pronouncing it right? And Cheney? Is it Shermer? Cheney? Sure, yeah, Schwarmer. I said it right. They died for this. Exactly. They they died for the Voting Rights Act. But this is what Republicans do. They have no allegiance to the, to the American way of life. They think the American way of life is being a greedy prick that doesn't give a crap about anybody else but themselves. That's what America means to them. Being selfish. Selfishness is their, is patriotism to them. That's, that's it. Everybody else leaving everyone behind, regardless of what Joe Biden says. Oh, we're Americans. We don't leave anybody behind. I mean, I can go on about that with him, too. We don't leave people behind, but we do. We leave people behind all the time. And now we're leaving we're leaving all the progress we've made behind. And how much longer? Really? How much longer are we going to take it? Oh my god, Antifa is uh Antifa is trending probably because what? Something, let's see, Antifa. Something. What? I like to see why things are trending. It's it's probably because some right-winger said something about Antifa. I wish they would show me where I could go to these Antifa meetings. Antifa's actions at Y Spa today prove Antifa is a domestic terror. What are you, what is happening anyway? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's up. Of course, people are like, where? What? What Antifa? Where's Antifa? Oh my God! You see what I mean? Like these people, they. This is what they did in Nazi Germany. I mean, everything was. Um, the eternal Jew. That's that's Antifa. 
insane. Oh, it's Andy. No, he's a uh, he's a grifter who has I don't know. Uh, I think somebody dumped a milkshake over his head, and he said he got brain damage from it. Uh, anyway, whatever. I realized the show was coming to an end just for today. Listen, guys, 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 guys. We are on the right side of history. You know it. And if you want more unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, and understand that we... This is how we're going to win. we got to get the word out, because there's so much stupidity and outrage out there that we will... We have to stick together to win, so... We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And I will see you very soon. You guys are great. All right. Antifa. Let's see now. Let me explore this a little more. Where's Antifa? Did you cover... Something is happening. (laughs) Isn't that an understatement? Something is always happening. I'm just trying to figure out why Antifa is trending. People allowed to display a flag. Oh my god, some idiot is writing. Of course, it's a bot. This is a bot. I'll show you. That's a bot. You know how I say? Look. Joined June 2021. Two followers, zero follow. I mean, this is a bot. What's the problem? People are allowed to display the flag they choose. Whether Antifa or the Confederate flag, that is their right. Do not burn anyone else's flag. A video of Confederate flag displayed outside Trump campaign rally. You see? And then here comes a Russian bot jumps in. What do you mean? It's okay to display the Confederate flag. Oh, no. Trump is doing a rally. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Listen, guys, guys. I see a covert white rabbit. Thank you so much. Covert for your super chat. Love you guys. Missed you. Only able to listen to recast. Keep busting you guys. We stick together. We win. That's right. That is right. All right. Well, what do you think? Um, Let's get a patron Monday before Monday. What about that? We can do it. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we'll have a show on Monday. How's that? We have, we need shows. I can't, there's so much, I had more stuff to talk about. All right, I gotta go. That's the thing about Saturdays. I gotta, I just have another job ahead of me to to cut these, I gotta cut the damn show down for Progressive Voices. It's annoying. So, man. Thank you all for hanging out. I guess, you know, last week I have to say I wasn't able to do as many shows, but I was also not um, 
mentally happy last week. So I felt, I don't know, I felt kind of defeated and down. And I knew I was depressed because I was like going to bed at as early as possible because I wanted to, I wanted the world to stop. I was like, stop the world. I want to get off. I want to be unconscious. It's not good. I don't like it. And then I felt, I felt kind of defeated. So, yeah, that's what happened. And here I am. I'm still, uh, I'm still here. So, if we're, I don't know. I can't keep going and keep talking about it. Do what you got. Do what you want. <laughs> you want to be a patron? Be a patron. Oh, I see someone on Rockfin says something nice. That's good. For once, somebody says something nice on that channel. I was a Mike Malloy listener when you two were arrested together at a rally in D.C. That's right. Vermont Bread Smith. Hi. Hi. Thank you for finding the ch the show. I appreciate that. That's right. That was a... Uh, I spent a month, a month in D.C. one weekend. Do you know what I mean? That's what that was. All right. No, I shouldn't do that. Sighing is a sign of depression, too. <sighs> you know? I've, I got to get my head back in the game. I just feel down and defeated. <laughs> I need to call my shrink. <laughs> You're not in therapy right now, Devlin. That's what I'm going to talk to him about. I'll talk to him. I'll say, I don't, I don't know. I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, you got to get up. You got to do this. You got to do that. Oh well. And when I get really down, I think and this is this is not depression, but it's really just keeping it real. I just think, what am I getting all fucking crazy about? We're all gonna die anyway. That's what happened but it's not a morose thing. It's sort of like, huh. Why am I wasting time being um just overthinking everything? Yes, plant some flowers, Stephen Lee writes. Where? Where will I plant these flowers? I live in Queens, damn it. Oh, and then I heard about, I mean, it's just so depressing that that building collapse just makes me so sad. That's greed. And then I heard about people's animals. Some people left their animals behind. And they're frantically trying to, you know, in the other side of the building. And they're frantically trying to get them to rescue these animals. These poor animals. Everybody suffers when in greed. Just so sick of it. Sick of these billionaires going to space. This is the therapy part of the show. I hate them. And you know what I hate, too? I just hate the dumbasses who don't see through. Come on. It's not okay. Oh, you're just envious. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to... You know what? I, we were sold a bill of goods. 
this whole America thingy. So I'm just trying to make um, this America thingy live up to its promises. Nothing wrong with that. That's called being a patriot. That's why people died. So we owe it to them. They didn't die so Jeff Bezos can F off into space. While people are living in their cars. This is disgusting. Jesus Christ. All right, I gotta go. Where's my cats? No cats today. Look at me. I need Botox. I need to, I need like a crate of Botox. I need to dye my hair. I'm going to have to dye my hair soon. I'm getting gray. All right. Listen up, men and women and everybody who is uh, in transition. Who is a man and woman as well. Um, all right. What am I doing tomorrow? There'll be no show tomorrow. We might have a show on Monday if somebody becomes a patron. And maybe I should, I need to do a show just to keep me from being depressed. Because also, you know what? The, the cure for depression is action. So no matter what. Even if, whatever, you do it anyway. All right, I got to run. I'm looking at the time. Thank you for hanging out. You're the best. You are great. Oh, thank you, Paradu says, you need no such thing. I'm only saying that because one of the Tarabuster community wrote me an email or message, sent me a message saying, Tara, you're great, blah, 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 blue, blah, blue. But have you thought of getting Botox? <laughs> Are you and I said, is that supposed to be a compliment? I mean, say that to, they would never say that to Mike Malloy. That's why I bring it up. I'm sure that, <laughs> I would never tell who said this, but. I'm sure they, uh, hopefully they're still listening, but I'm telling you, I'm telling that person and anybody who thinks that that's a good thing to say to a woman, it's not. It's sort of like saying, have you ever thought of, you look good, but have you ever thought of losing 50 pounds? <laughs> You'd look a lot better. Like, how dare you? This, I ran the gamut of emotions. That's right. And Covert White Rabbit says, do a show to keep us from getting depressed. Real patriotism is wanting your country to do better. That's right. What? Stephen Lee says, I'm in Facebook jail for 17 days. Oh, no. Can't send... Th what the hell happened? What the frig? What did you do? I hate Facebook. I really do. 17 days. They're the, they're monsters. 
Did you hear that they, um, well, this is YouTube. I'm very, oh my God, YouTube. I'm, I hope that YouTube doesn't deplatform me because that would suck. That would truly effing suck. But I have heard uh, they they took um, what is that right wing watch off YouTube? Can you believe that? It's uh, whatever. Son of a son, son of a son. Well, I don't know what you did, Stephen, or what they think you did, but. Damn. Stephen Lee says, I love your blonde hair. Why do you dye your roots brown? I dye my roots brown? No, 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 no. I dye my roots. So they're not... I don't know. I don't know what you're saying, Stephen. All right. Listen, 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 guys, 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 guys. I gotta go. I gotta go to bed, too, because I'm tired. I gotta get up early. I got some cats to feed. That's what I do on Sundays. Sundays, I like Sundays. I get up early because I heard the freaking early bird catches some, I don't know, clap or something. And then I go and I feed some community cats. That's what I like to do. And on Sundays, I listen to, while I'm feeding the community cats, I listen to um, some history podcasts or history. I'll listen to a book on tape. And that, that's like how I relax. And I don't watch politics on Sundays, usually. Not all the time. Why am I doing this to my hair? When I have a... I have a headset on. All right. Guys, guys. Yes, I have to go. Listen up. Listen. We got to do... You know what? We have never done the um, the patron-only hangout. We got to do that. That's a good idea. That's what we'll do. Maybe we'll have a special guest star or two. I have to think. I mean, there's so much shit to do. Guys, guys, you got to... That's why patron, patron. So we can do it. You can become a patron even at two dollars. That's because the more patrons we get, it's just the better it looks. And people start saying, "Oh, what's this? Let me be a patron." Even da a dollar, two dollar, one dollar. All right. <laughs> now I'm a beggar. I am a beggar. That's how it is. You just gotta keep begging. Because we don't have billionaires. They're all effed off in space. I hope they stay there. Please stay there. Please. Oh, God damn it. And now we all have to endure the incessant corporate media circle jerk. Well, all right. We'll keep breaking it down. All right, friends. We will win. That's right. Thank you all for your super chats yet again. JD, Richard, Errol, Stephen, and Covert White Rabbit. 
we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. And I'll see you very soon. Hopefully Monday. Become a patron.